This episode might contain scenes that include violence and other sensitive details. Listener discretion is advised. Also, do hit the notification bell so you won't miss the next episode. Enjoy! Two people dead. He killed them with his bare hands. He grabbed them by their legs, dragged them off the bed, and repeatedly slammed their heads into the ground. His own wife and his adopted son were the two unfortunate victims of his selfish greed for money. <laughs> In the previous episode, we introduced a killer named Chen Rei Chin, a man who murdered his family in order to feed his gambling addiction. So far, he had been successful in defrauding a number of insurance companies. Since their deaths had been noted as a result of tragic and unforeseen circumstances, there was never any question regarding their deaths and the insurance payouts were straightforward. After all, Chen Rei Chin, who had just recently mourned the death of his first wife, now had to mourn over the death of his newly adopted son, who was only 15 years old. Surely, he must be grief-stricken and beyond devastated. However, the recent death of his adopted son might have brought a smile to his face and a longing in his heart. He wasn't smiling because of all the wonderful memories they had shared together. He smiled because he couldn't wait for the money he would receive. Chen Rei-chin had everything well-planned and thought out. He committed the cold-blooded murders while the victims were in the hospital. In other words, when they were weak, vulnerable, and unable to retaliate. The payments for his late wife totaled close to 75,000 US dollars. But with an appetite for gambling as voracious as his, this amount would only be enough to buy him some time before he would start searching for more. This time, however, he had struck gold. The death of the boy had brought Chen Rei-chin close to 220,000 US dollars worth of insurance payouts. This was a lot of money back in 1998. In fact, it would be worth more than half a million US dollars today. It's unclear if Chen Rei-chin ever shared this sum of money with Wang Xiuwing, his current wife and the boy's biological mother. We do, however, know that with so much money on the line, Chen Rei-chin would have been yearning to gamble more than ever before. This is Heinous, an Asian true crime podcast brought to you by MediaCorp and produced by OneUp Media. More often than not, compulsive gamblers such as Chen Rei-chin are perpetually trapped in a vicious cycle. First they gamble, then when faced with a loss, they would borrow more money just to gamble again. Soon, Chen Rei-chin would learn one of the toughest lessons of gambling, that the house always wins. It's now 1995, close to seven years after he had killed his adopted son for money. In the years between, Chen Rei-chin had fueled his addiction for gambling and inevitably ran out of cash. 
Desperate, he sat down in the living room and lit a cigarette. Almost in a trance. I just need more money. I'm going to win next. I'm so close to winning. He thought to himself. His thoughts were interrupted by the muffled sounds of shouting coming from his son's bedroom. This time, his 15-year-old biological son. For most 15-year-olds, teenage rebellion can be a normal part of one's growth and development. It's a signal for a teenager's need for independence and a separate identity. But Chen Rechin was not having any of it. He furiously barged into his son's room and the pair broke out into a heated argument. Chen Rechin had heard enough. He gathered all his might and slapped him across his face, knocking the boy to the ground. For a moment, the boy lay there disoriented and confused. But he was also being consumed by anger. The boy was shocked that his father had just struck him. With the adrenaline rushing through his veins, he tried to get up, but at that exact moment... <coughs> Chen Rei Chen had grabbed an ornamental stone and smashed it on the young boy's head, killing him instantly. died in a car accident. When will I receive the payment? In exchange for the life of his son, his own flesh and blood, Chen Rei Chen had received close to 220,000 US dollars worth of insurance payouts. His smile started to get wider and he uttered to himself, This, this is going to make me rich. It's now 1996, just a year after Chen Rei-chin killed his own son for money. He was having a cigarette and watching television in the living room while he awaited the lottery results to be announced. As his eyes were glued on the TV screen, he reached out his hand to grab the beer that was on the table. He scrambled to clean up after accidentally spilling the drink all over the table. Frustrated, he got out of his seat and picked up some pieces of paper that had been soaked in beer. What's this? He whispered to himself as he carefully opened the wet letter. He scanned through the contents of the letter quietly, careful not to wake his wife. Statement of accounts for Wang Xiu Ying. Governmental insurance. Personal insurance. Real estate investment benefit for educators. Chen Rei-chin's eyes lit up. From this moment on, he no longer saw his wife as his partner, but instead, a gold mine. The next morning, Chen Rei-chin said to his wife, It's been a while since we've travelled. Let's take a short trip. With everything that's happened, we should take some time to unwind.
the pair got into the car and headed to Singgang, a rural township northwest of Chiayi County. Midway through the journey, Chen Chen stopped the car, grabbed a wooden stick under the driver's seat, and beat his wife to death. Once he was sure she wasn't breathing, he grabbed and moved her to the driver's seat. In an effort to simulate a car crash, he got behind the vehicle and gave it a hard push, causing the car to roll forward and slam into the guardrails. He wanted it to appear as if his wife was the one driving and that he was completely unaware she had even left the house in the first place. The plan was complete. All he had to do now was head back, call the insurance company and wait for the money to come rolling in. Eventually, it did. Close to 365,000 US dollars had been dispersed and he even received her lifetime pension. Again, this was in the 1990s, so his insurance payments would be worth about 1 million Singapore dollars in today's value. This amount had given Chen Rei-chin a reason to gamble more and more, placing extremely large bets time and time again. At the time, no one ever had suspicions about him. No one could even think that such a heinous crime was possible. To many people, he was a quiet, reserved and gentle person, just a normal man that appears to live an extremely unlucky life. His addiction for gambling was now completely out of control. It had no limits. To Chen Rei-chen, if he were to lose everything again, he could simply murder his loved ones and use the insurance payouts to gamble again. But he had one problem. He was running out of family members to kill. Or at least family members with sufficient insurance coverage. Chen Rei-chen remembered that his late wife would often visit a clothing store run by a woman named Yen Li-chen. He suddenly recalled his late wife's words in his head. Li-chen's a widow that works at the clothing store. She's a really nice and hard-working woman. She's got a 16-year-old son too, one year older than our boy. Her words resonated in his mind and he couldn't stop thinking of this woman. Just two months after his wife's death, Chen Rei-chen visited the clothing store. Perhaps it was his sincere demeanour that had moved Yan Li-chen, or her sympathy for a man who had seemingly suffered so much loss in his life. Because in 1997, both of them got married. Li-chen thought that she finally found the missing piece in her life. But just like everyone at the time, no one knew what Chen Rei-chen had done. His gambling habit was burning a deep hole in his pocket faster than ever before. With so much at stake, he was getting impatient and at times reckless. His eyes were also set on his new wife's son. As a result, he bought more and more insurance plans to cover the boy in the event something unexpected were to happen. One evening in 1997, Li Chin's 16-year-old son walked out of his room and said, Uncle Chen, I'm having a bad headache. Do you have any medicine? With his eyes glued to the television, awaiting the results of the lottery, Chen Rei Chin said, Give me a minute. I'll go get some. His money was running out fast, and if he didn't kill again, he would have to face the loan sharks. 
Opening the medical cabinet, Chen Rui-chen looked for the headache medication. His hands were trembling as he knew this was his opportunity. He grabbed a bottle of pills and whispered to himself, Sleeping pills. This will do. Chen Rui-chen handed the boy a few tablets, lied that it was painkillers, and waited for the drug to take its effect. That night, Chen Rui-chen grabbed and dragged him by his legs out of the bed. The boy's head slammed into the ground, but he didn't wake up. He then dragged the boy down the stairs, making sure that his head would hit every single step. This was enough to end the boy's life. The boy's mother, Yan Li Chen, was overwhelmed with grief, crying and screaming over the death of her son. However, she also sensed that something was wrong. She knew deep down that this was no accident. She believed that her son had been murdered, and to prove it, she continued to investigate relentlessly, searching high and low for possible evidence. According to our research, Chen Rui Chen did not like this. As a result, he secretly put a condom on the boy's genitalia and tried to convince her that he had died while having sex. Yes, we understand that this explanation doesn't make any sense. However, some details in the story are pretty vague and this happens to be what was recorded in the reports. Obviously, Yan Li Chen did not buy it, but she would still continue to be with Chen Rui Chen for a period of time. Chen Rui Chen then phoned the insurance company and lied to them that the boy had fallen off the stairs and died as a result. He filed for a claim of 500,000 US dollars, but this time, the insurance company had noticed a trend. They realized that multiple relatives of Chen Rui Chen had all died of injuries relating to head trauma. They were suspicious, but still decided to disperse the payments. However, Instead of the 500,000 US dollars that he had asked for, Chen Rui Chen only received 8,000 US dollars. The relationship between husband and wife worsened by the day, and eventually, Yan Li Chen filed for a divorce. This made Chen Rui Chen furious. Because the previous insurance settlements weren't enough to support his gambling habit, we suspect that she would become his next victim. By filing for a divorce, he would lose all the insurance payouts in the event that she were to die unexpectedly. Records state that as a result of his desperate greed for money, he had demanded Yan Li Chen to pay a 40,000 US dollar breakup fee. Fortunately, the divorce went ahead and she was unharmed during the process. In the year 2000, more and more insurance companies started to grow suspicious of the circumstances that surrounded the deaths of Chen Rui Chen's relatives, especially his three sons, who all died as a result of head injuries. It was particularly fishy because all three of his sons had been insured for huge amounts of money. Hence, the insurance companies came together and unanimously decided to ban Chen Rui Chen from buying any more insurance products. They also reported the matter to the police. In the days that followed, Chen Rui Chen would be questioned about the deaths of his family members and the reasons behind his absurdly high insurance coverage on his children. It is alleged that when then-legislator Chen Zhaozhong went to confront Chen Rui Chen, he was found hiding underneath a table, refusing to come out and answer his questions. 
The next day, perhaps angered and embarrassed by the legislator, Chen Wei-chen fiercely denied all accusations and told the media, I retain the right to pursue the lawsuit against the false accusations of legislators. In the midst of the investigations, Chen Wei-chen was a free man as the police could not legally hold him in custody. It was hardly possible for the police to get hold of enough evidence to put a case together because all the bodies of his victims had been cremated. After killing five members of his own family and successfully defrauding insurance companies of close to 700,000 US dollars, one might assume that Chen Wei-chen had enough and would put an end to his crimes. However, this was far from the truth. In fact, he would soon commit what we believe to be his most heinous murder of all. After he was called out in public for allegedly killing his own family for insurance payouts, Chen Rui-chin was never quite the same. He became more outspoken, defensive, and even egotistical at times. In 2003, he met a woman named Chen Yi Ling. His way with words quickly enchanted her and she eventually developed feelings for him. Although the pair only knew each other for about two days, Chen Rui Chin had already planned to kill her. But this time, he wasn't interested in claiming her insurance payouts. He needed money fast. He called Chen Yiling on the phone and invited her to a temple in Chiayi where they would pray for a happy future together. Afterwards, the pair headed to Chushan, a popular spot for couples to watch the sunset. On the way there, Chen Yiling had asked him for some medicine, possibly to help with the motion sickness. Chen Ruichen had given her some pills from a bottle of traditional Chinese medicine. But what she wouldn't know was that the pills had been laced with a strong sedative. In a matter of minutes, Chen Yiling would fall asleep. <sighs> he stopped the car on the side of a quiet road and tied her hands with a rope. When she woke, Chen Ruichin beat her up and strangled her until she was unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> When he saw her unconscious body laying there, he felt aroused and proceeded to sexually assault her. Once he was done, he had thought about disposing her body, but hesitated. Catching his breath, he uttered to himself, I haven't stolen anything yet. Let's make good use of her. In total, Chen Rui-chin took a gold Rolex watch, jade necklace and rings, and robbed her of 32,000 US dollars. He then took a large stone and killed her by smashing it into a skull. He carried the body on his shoulders as he made his way to the cliff's edge by the side of the road. Taking a deep breath, Chen Rui-chin let go of her body.
On the 22nd of May 2003, Chen Rui-chen found himself limping into the Chiayi Christian Hospital, seeking treatment for injuries he sustained after getting beat up by loan sharks. He was groaning in pain as the nurses cleaned and stitched up his wounds. One of the nurses recognised him, but couldn't tell where she'd seen him before. <gasps> Ten days earlier, Chen Yiling's body had been discovered at the bottom of a cliff at the Shanlingshi Forest Park. Security cameras installed at the neighbouring roads had revealed a vehicle entering the property around the time of her death. Investigators then ran the license plate through their database and discovered that the car belonged to Chen Rei Chin. This piece of evidence led the district court to issue an arrest warrant for Chen Rei Chin. Although the sources deviate as to who informed the police about his whereabouts, one thing was clear. Chen Rei-chin had been arrested by the Chiayi County Police while he was in the hospital. Following his arrest, Chen Rei-chin confessed to killing six people, five of whom were his own family members. In December 2004, the Chiayi District Court sentenced him to five death sentences and one life sentence. However, because of certain changes with the commutation law in Taiwan, he was able to get one of his death sentences reduced to just 20 years in prison. He did, however, still remain with enough death sentences to take him to the gallows. The following months and years were spent filing appeal after appeal to the High Court, all of which were rejected and dismissed. On the 19th of April, 2013, 63-year-old Chen Rei-chen took a deep and hearty inhale as the cocktail of lethal chemicals were injected into his body. <laughs> However, it appeared that the chemicals administered did not kill him. Instead, he was induced into a painful coma. As his body twitched slightly and his eyes convoluted, the executioner pulled out a gun and shot him between the eyes. Since all his children had been killed, his corpse was left unclaimed. Even hospitals refused to accept his organs for donations. Chen Rei-chen's only living ex-wife, Yan Li-chen, had this to say, Nobody should collect the dead body. This person should have died a long time ago. Hey listeners, the Heinous team would like to thank all of you for the tremendous support we've received. Producing 36 episodes and counting isn't easy, but your love for the show has made everything worth it. If you've enjoyed the show or think that the podcast was a thrilling experience, do tell your friends and family about us. Maybe they'll enjoy it too. Heinous will make its return in January 2023, so be sure to stay tuned as we bring you more true crime than ever before. Once again, thank you for listening. We'll see you again next year. Until then, be safe and happy holidays, Heinous fans. This episode was researched, produced, and written by Yo Guang Jin with audio engineering by Ethan Sam. Special thanks to executive producers Danny Cordy and Barry Toh from MediaCorp. We hope to see you again soon in the next episode of Heinous.